You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hi, folks, and welcome to episode 26 of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. I'm your host, Bart Bouchotts. Joining me today, I have a panel that is small in number, but high in quality and very high in New York accents. Uh, we seem to have managed to make this an entirely Irish-American episode. So um, first off, we have Antonio Rosario back with us. Hi, Antonio. Uh, hi, Bart. And I'm not quite Irish, but... Uh, well, no, but the <laughs> show, right? We're very much a transatlantic show. <laughs> oh, I see Irish... Irish American, not I not saying you it. are. I was like, we are, <laughs> right? I was saying Irish American. Hi, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> and also from the great city of New York, we have Kenny Lee with us. Hi, Kenny. Hello there, Bart. Actually, just outside in New Jersey, but close enough. And I'm from the same part of Brooklyn, uh, part of the city that Antonio is. Good to speak with you again. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it's been ages since we've heard your, your lovely voice on the show. So it's good to have you back. Thank you, sir. So our topic for today is gifts, because, well, it's that time of the year, really, isn't it? Whether, you, whether you're a religious person or not, the chances are you're buying prezzies for people and having prezzies bought for you between Christmas or Hanukkah or New Year, or in my case, my birthday as well, actually. So, you know, lots of presents on the horizons for the next while. And so I want to break this conversation into two legs. Um, I want to talk about gifting our photography to friends and family and also gifts that friends and family could buy us photographers to make us very happy people. So let's start with giving before we go on to receiving. Um, I kind of like, I, I don't like buying, you know, every, everyone has so much stuff these days that I, I like to give something that's definitely completely unique. Therefore, the only thing I can create that's anyway decent is a photograph. Therefore, I like to give photo photographs as gifts. So am I alone in that on the panel or do others have a similar opinion or a different opinion? Uh, I, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny okay. agrees and I have a different opinion. So. Okay, well, Kenny, do you want to go, go first and then Antonio can tell us why we're wrong? Well, I don't know that we're wrong or right, but uh, I find that I, I take a lot, mostly candid shots. I really don't like to take portraits. People are uncomfortable taking portraits for the most part. And uh, a candid shot usually provides the best result because people aren't uptight. They're not worried about what they look like. And if you can catch a, a shot when they're doing something that will become memorable as they go on through life, I think it's, it becomes more and more precious with every passing year. So I, I think it's a great gift. Cool. So, Antonio, why are you skeptical of this approach? Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's wrong. I find photography a very personal thing mm -hmm. and I find it very difficult to be able to give away my photography to people I know because I don't know what they want. It's a very mm -hmm. hard thing for me to gauge unless I know a friend who said, I really love that picture and, you know, I really want it. And I keep that in mind, you know, and then maybe I would give them that as a gift. Um, I'm not sure as a – like we're in the holiday season, so Christmas. I'm not sure a Christmas gift – because it might be a little over the top. Um, but for me, giving away photography is a, is difficult because I just don't know what people like. And like, here's my picture. And like, they're looking at it like, hey, great. And they, you know, look off to the side and they throw it, you know, in the <laughs> closet because they don't like the picture. 
So to me, it's it that's a little bit more difficult to do to uh, you know sort through my pictures and say, you know, yeah, I'm going to give this to somebody. And again, that's it's different for every person. You know, if my I don't know if my best friend said I really dig that shot, I might remember that, but most of the time I don't. Yeah, well, it's interesting you you frame it in terms of you know a photograph in the most sort of traditional sense of a photograph, but I tend to gift photography in less traditional ways. So I think the first thing I do, so I'm, you know, as the name suggests, I although I live in Ireland and have lived here for a very long time, as you can tell by the accent, I'm not actually from Ireland. I'm actually from Belgium. And so the vast majority of my family live in Belgium. And they they don't see Ireland. They see Ireland through my eyes. So what I do every year is I make a calendar of my photographs of my local area, which is sort of, you know, sharing parts of my life that they don't get to see, basically. So, you know, sharing where I live. And they they look, you know, basically at this stage, if I don't make a calendar, I'm in big trouble. Because the expectation is that there's a hole in people's walls and my calendar goes in that hole. And if I fail to deliver a calendar, I'll be in deep trouble. <laughs> uh, you know, which is one way of doing it. Now, uh, my grandmother doesn't speak very much English, so I can safely say this. But my grandmother ha- doesn't have room in her, you know, my grandmother gets her calendars from a different source. It's a charity she's been supporting forever and ever and ever. So there's no point in my giving her a calendar because it'll just get put in the bottom of a closet somewhere. So I've tended to do uh, fracture prints for her. So this is, I don't know if people are familiar with it. Fracture print? So they're a company who print onto glass. Oh. And the picture isn't behind the glass. The picture is on the glass, in the glass. It's very hard to describe. But it's a very different way of giving someone a picture, and it comes really nicely prepared and ready to hang, and their packaging is fantastic. So even though it sounds very fragile, I have yet to have um, an unpleasant experience. Where are they based? They're American. Um, they have a, a fractury, they call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope we can uh, put put a web uh, link in yeah, the no. show notes. Yeah, that'd be great. I will definitely stick a link to fracture in the show notes. And so they do it in all different shapes and sizes from... Very small little squares up to fairly sizable, you know, quote-unquote prints. So I know, for example, that a lot of developers, when they do an app, they obviously do an icon, and they print their icon as a square fracture, and then they start to hang on their wall all of their creations. So that's another thing you can do with them. But I I use them for... Actually, I prefer to do black and whites on them, actually. Um, And so I'm sort of building it up. So my grandmother is very... in. You know, she's a very religious lady, and... I'm building up a collection of monochrome shots of the churches in her parish. And so every year she gets another one to add to the collection, which will last me a few years. Not that many. There's only there's only a few of them, but, you know. And so that way it's it's sort of it's building to something nice and it's something very personal to her because it's what she wants. So they're photographs I've taken for her rather than for me. Um, which I think is probably the key getting back to your point, Antonio. And then the other thing that's fun to do is to do a canvas print of something. So my brother bought a new house and he has a superb vista from his upstairs bedroom window. He's on the top of a hill looking over a valley in rural Ireland. And so I, under false pretenses, went up and took a panorama and went, yeah, thanks very much, and then got it printed on a very large canvas and gave that to him, which he's delighted with. And they look great, especially if you uh, do some creative editing uh, using software tools. Yeah. I'm actually going to have to speak to someone a little bit later today who's asking me about making prints. And the fracture print sounds uh, as an interesting option to give him. So thank you for that. I'm getting yeah. 
I'm getting some tips. I, I want to add to this a little bit. I, you know, every year my wife and I create a holiday card. It's not a Christmas card, you know, it's just an mm-hmm. end of the year card where we f- kind of put together our entire year in a photograph on the front of the card. So when you said the calendars, I was like, oh, yeah, well, we kind of give a photograph away every year. And we Photoshop the picture. Uh, it, it basically, in as many different little uh, items in, that we can squeeze into the cover as, as possible, try to summarize the, the big events of our year. So hmm. that's our photograph that we give away every year. Yeah, and, and I, uh, yeah, I do something – well, I do something slightly similar. Is I, I tend to do my own holiday cards – with photographs of Maynooth, actually, so this area, because I just I don't like giving the same cards to everyone else. I want it to be different. I want it to, I want it to look like I put some effort into it. Well, when you said also when you said that it's become expected of you to create the calendars, like people now expect us to create this card, card. every year, and so we're kind of like, oh, we gotta we gotta figure out what this year's card is. Yeah, actually, so. si- similarly, Alison Sheridan of the Nasillacast podcast does a. A goofy photo shoot with the extended family every year for their holiday, for their Christmas card. And if Christmas comes and I don't get a goofy picture of all the Sheridans, I, I feel like Christmas hasn't come. So, yeah, it is, <laughs> it is now a thing that must be done. Yeah. Once you start, you can't stop. That's the part of the – it's not the problem. But it's just once you get into that giving of photography and people start to expect it of you. Yeah. Uh, just to say, the website for the Fracture Prince is FractureMe.com. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. So uh, any other thoughts on ways of gifting your photographs? Well, I, I don't have an idea, but I, I have a question. Have Have either of you given prints that have been done on metal and have, were they welcomed by the recipient? On physically metal or the metallic prints? Yeah. The metallic prints. I'm sorry. Metallic prints are, are awesome. Uh, can, fact, can you I'm, just explain what they are? Because I have this mm. vision now of a slab of metal with a photo on it, but I'm assuming I'm wrong. So what is a metallic print? Well, I, I actually don't know. <laughs> well, it looks like. I, it's I a don't... surface. It's a very, very glossy surface. I mean, to me, it reminds me, and for those in the audience who are of my age might remember old-time Cibachrome imagery, um, but it was really, really reflective and shiny. And there's there seems to be like a a backing of a like a – aluminum color surface to me and when you uh when you print on it it's just the the colors are really saturated and really glossy but i have never really looked into what is behind the surface i don't know kenny if you know more about that i've no, i know nothing other than the fact i've seen a couple of shows and uh, they're fantastic in my opinion so i was just wondering if you'd had any experience uh the the only other the only downside i see is when i've looked into them they're they're quite expensive to do. Yeah, you can you can also buy the paper to print on your own uh, desktop printers. Some companies make. I think uh, Epson might make it, and a couple of other companies make metallic paper to print. But some of the services are using a um, light sensitive metallic paper as well. It's it's not for every photograph. I think it's for certain styles of photography, um, in my opinion. So I don't know if every picture will work, but. Uh, um, and I don't know the lifespan of it. That's the other thing. If I'm giving away photography, I, I want the pictures to uh, at least be able to withstand time. And 
And so every time if I do give a picture away or I sell it, it's often an archival material. I don't know if the metallic is archival. It sounds archival because it says metallic in it, but I just I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. But it does make some nice prints. I mean, and you can get them backed on um, – like a stiff board or something like that, and, it, and, and you don't have to necessarily frame them. There are some uh, services where the backing itself will have a nice hanging uh, uh, equipment on the back of it, and it just it looks really nice. So um, I would look into that as a as a possible way to present your prints. But again, in certain pictures, I would do test prints ahead of time if it see if yeah. it works for the kind of thing you want to do. Cool. Yeah. Um. D- just to say as well that canvas prints are pretty cool, and the prices actually aren't too horrific on those if you do a little bit of shopping around. So, yeah. you know, I, I usually get them done for between 30 and 50 euro for either sort of a 16 by 12 or a 24 by 16 inch print. And that's, that's a nice size. Like, cause you don't want to give some, someone some giganto thing unless they've asked for it. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. The nice thing about the canvas prints is that they're all sort of, you can just open the box and hang it on your wall. Yeah, they're ready to go because you know, yeah, you there's have... no you don't have to frame it if you don't want to frame it. You know, you, people can frame those things, but uh, I use CG Go prints in the states, um, and they've done very, very good. And they also have the metallic printing, Kenny, as well, um, and different kinds of mounting. But so, they could also j- drop ship. So if you needed to just you know send somebody something from across the country, you could just have it shipped directly to them, um, which is nice. What was the name of that company? CG Go Prints, I believe. CG Go Prints. Okay. And I don't know what company I'm about to describe, but I I know this much. I on Groupon, I I get constant offers for canvas prints at at uh, half price as a teaser, and I've 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 ordered a few of them using different internet addresses, and uh, you know the results have been good. I mean, I don't I don't know how much better anyone is than another. I'm sure there are differences, but uh, I've been very happy with the results I've had. Yeah. Um, for those, I'm sure, a small handful of listeners listening from Ireland, um, printedcanvas.ie do a great service. Their their prints come out really nice. They do them quickly and they deliver for free, which is always worth, you know, if you're in Ireland, uh, which is always worth something. So that that's who I've settled on using is printedcanvas.ie. Cool. Costco in the United States also does some really good prints too. Kenny, I don't know if you've ever done stuff at Costco. I've done a lot of stuff, but never canvas prints. And frankly, I didn't know they did them. I, I've only done yeah. regular glossies. There's a photograph. There was a photography show in my neighborhood at a coffee shop. A guy did these portraits and he printed them on Costco canvas and they were beautiful. I was really surprised at how, how nice they were. So, and they were inexpensive. I don't know what the price was, but they were definitely inexpensive. So, and who do you, who do you use for your, uh, for your cards, Antonio? Oh, I print them myself. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a, big, That's... it's a big production at oh. the end of the year. We have to spend – in fact, we we're, we're, we're just came up with our idea, our idea yesterday and now we're going to have to figure out how to do it. But I'm basically buying uh, a matte uh, – Nepson matte paper and I have a template that I made in Photoshop and it's just a matter of get, gathering all the elements. And we have to photograph all of our cats, which is always yeah. a trick. And then the, the photograph the two of us in, in ways that make us look that we're – a little, you know. <laughs> Antonio, I don't know how many people you distribute these ho- holiday cards to, but I assume it's more than two or three. Um, don't you find that by printing them yourself, you're spending a lot more money? I find that if I have to do that, I'm much better off going to Costco or somebody else. Uh, 
probably I spend more money, but I, you know, it's it's a once a year thing, and we have a specific size that we have to make, and mm-hmm. we we create the message on the inside. But basically, we have three sided printing. We have the front cover, we have the the text in the middle, and then we have a back cover. And the back cover is always a Star Trek reference, by the way, just so I'm outing yes. myself. <laughs> There's always some Star Trek reference now. So because I have it done, I've got a paper cutter and I cut it myself. I don't know. It's, it, it probably is more expensive to do it, but probably not by much. And, uh, you know, there are parts of me would like to, you know, ship it out and receive it. But sometimes we're doing this at the last minute. Um, yeah. So it it's just a it's just what we've been doing for the past I don't know we've been a dozen years and if I'm really generous I might put a link to a shot <laughs> a couple of our covers um in the uh, I'll ask my wife if that's if that's okay to do cool. but uh yeah yeah you, you could you know if you spend enough time ahead of time you know this is the time of year where things get really tight for these printing services so you know, if yeah. you're thinking way ahead, then you got the time. But if you're thinking in December, I mean, I don't know if you're going to have the time to, to do well, it. Well, the start of December, you're just about still okay. Because I always, about this time of year, I always think, I really should. And then by about December 1st, I actually do. And then they sort of <laughs> arrive on like December 15th, 16th, a little bit later sometimes. And at that point, you're a little bit tight for these things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now but is I, the time. Yeah, I agree with you, Kenny. I mean, doing it yourself sometimes with these printers is... Uh, Although I have, I'm using in the Epson uh, 3800, and my cost per print is actually pretty low, even though the ink is expensive. Yeah, I I do my uh, calendars and cards via Apple, which is actually the the quality of their paper and the, the the quality of their printing, especially for the calendars, is very high. So I'm I'm well yeah. impressed with them. They look really professional. The the um, issue with the circles, I'm in I'm in you know a lot of photographers. Mm-hmm. Uh, are friends of mine and I, and so I would love to create a calendar. The problem is, given calendars away, there's probably I'm in competition with probably you know a Everyone. dozen other photographers. Yeah. So you can really only have a couple of calendars up in your house at a time. So that's one of the reasons why I don't. Uh, yeah, you only want to know the date in so many rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, the, the thing that I uh, that I always do is I always print them in the the format where you have really large boxes, and every day so you can write things in them. Mm-hmm. I find mm-hmm. that everyone in the family wants a calendar they can write on. So yeah, that makes it more popular. Yeah, I agree. Knowing your the, the geek status that you two both enjoy, I'm just shocked that you're all this. <laughs> I mean, you're not totally electronic at this point, digital or whatever. Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I send the digital file to a factory somewhere in America to print it onto glass. And I send the digital <laughs> file to someone in Ireland to put it onto canvas and the digital file to Apple, God knows where they are, to do the calendar. So I, I'm doing it entirely digitally, but Antonio's like proper printing and stuff. <laughs> proper printing. Yeah, the, actually, the, 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 the scary part actually is the first time you send the print off to a printer and you're not quite sure if their printers are calibrated a bit different to your screen, it, it's a little bit disconcerting the first time. But once you get into, once you're comfortable with the people you're sending it to, that it's going to come out looking close enough to what it looks like on your screen, and it's less scary. But the first time was always scary because you're like, well, do I just do one print and pay like five euro postage for like a card? Mm-hmm. Or, or do I just bite the bullet and order like 50 of them and then hope to goodness that they're not awful? Um, mm. You know, we should we should probably hit up Costco for a sponsorship here because I want to mention them one more time. But they uh, <laughs> they they um, also, if you go on their website, um, 
you can put down what warehouse you typically go to to pick this stuff up, and they will put the profiles on that you can download into uh, Lightroom or Photoshop and uh, align perfectly with the printers that they use in their locations, and and it does make a big difference. Well, that's very smart. That's incredibly smart. Yeah. Cool. I didn't think they did that. Um, one of the services I use for printing around here is Adorama. Uh, they have a huge print service, um, and it's very good. And you can also download their profiles. And they have lots of different products that you can print on. So if you want to print your picture on a mug or a T-shirt or something like that, which is kind of fun to give away if I think about it. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. A- any other thoughts on giving before we uh, change track to uh, what we want for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've talked about giving to the general populace, but how about giving to a photographer? Oh, that's that's almost impossible, isn't it? I'm slapping my head. That is so hard. That is so hard. That you know where I find that's the easiest thing to do, like print exchanges, because you know I will keep tabs on the prints that I want from my friends, and I think they probably do that with me. And, swap. and so, yeah, swap print swapping is a little bit easier with photographers. I would not do gear generally um i've done that a few times and again it's like sometimes with gear like oh they nice and they throw it in their you know their drawer gear is very personal yeah yeah it depends it depends there's very there's a few little things and i'd like to talk about that a little bit later that i can Mm -hmm. see that you could give to photographers but i don't know it's or you know we we tend to say if we don't don't print we don't do prints we'll just sort of shake hands and like exchange bottles of champagne (laughs) I, I think that works for an awful lot of people. You know, give me a nice bottle of wine. I don't care whether you're a photographer or not. I'll happily drink a nice bottle of wine. But Kenny, have you had any experiences with that? Or is it? Well, it's, when I was preparing for this podcast, I was just thinking to myself that, uh, you know, I, I realize at this stage in my life, I am Santa Claus. <laughs> I, give, <laughs> I give far more than I get, but um, I get quality from people who are very good to me. But what do I think about getting for photographers? Um, A couple of things. Uh, I agree. Gear is something that's very personal. It's also very expensive. Um, There are things you could do, uh, you know, cleaning kits or accessories and stuff like that. But I think that the best gift for anyone is something they might not get for themselves. And I'm thinking of things like – mentioned earlier the past to the you know uh, national parks but maybe mm. an experience somewhere uh a photography Actually, expos- kenny you're gonna back up there because you say you said it earlier but that was in the pre-show so maybe you might want to share that with the actual audience oh okay well uh, i i think that you know people people like to get things that they might not get for themselves mm. and um you know they're going to get gear photographers love gear we buy more yep. than we ever need um, and when I, I got, for example, an experience, I went on a, uh, a photo shoot at a national park with our good friends who we met on one of Antonio's photo walks, Nancy and Rich Haig. And, uh, as I pulled up to the gate, they said, people in the car ahead of you must really like you because it's your birthday. And they just gave you a national, uh, parks lifetime pass, which I thought was very, cool. very cool. Absolutely. That's, wow. that's an, wow. uh, so many photographic opportunities there in one go. And because I got it, we're now planning to go to Arches National Park in Utah in uh, March. So, I mean, it was a, a gift that stimulated a lot more giving or buying, at least, on my own part. Yeah. Uh, so something like that would be nice where, you know, they're, they're all the famous photographers like uh, Antonio and, and many others uh, have these photo uh, opportunities that you can go on that aren't always very, very expensive. 
And uh, that would be a great gift, I would think, because, you know, it's something people would like to do, but maybe they won't spend the money or they, they procrastinate, et cetera. Yeah, so just actually just to follow in on that, because that, that's actually a fantastic thing to do is that kind of a national park thing. So the the sort of Northern Irish and British equivalent would be the National Trust. So if if someone or in Ireland, it's we have a, a park service as well. So I know that someone bought my parents uh, an annual membership to the park service. And the end result was that every Sunday they went to a different park because, well, we have this pass. And it meant that they got to explore places they would never have thought to go simply because someone gifted them a membership. Well, I'll let you in. Uh, I'll let the American audience in on a, on a fairly well-known secret, but maybe some don't know. So I'll mention it. If you reach the age of 62, it's only $10 and it's good for life. Wow. <laughs> one could make jokes there about them not expecting it to last long but one... well that's exactly it <laughs> I'm sure they do the math but um, another thing that came to mind was training I think we all uh-huh. we all realize that no matter how good you are you can always get better and what do they say when you stop getting better you stop being good uh, <laughs> there, there are so many online opportunities uh, Kelby training things of that nature that uh, people might not spend money on but would appreciate being able to use and uh, that came to mind as well yeah especially something some of the more general places like lynda.com i only recently got myself a lynda membership because um, i need to master lightroom before it masters me Mm. and now that i have it so i bought it with the intention of learning lightroom and photoshop having been an aperture person for like a bajillion years and now that i have it they also have stuff on you know, programming languages and databases and all these kind of nerdy topics. And whenever I find myself going, mm, I wonder which is the best of these two technologies, I'll just watch like the introductory, you know, blah, blah, you know, introducing blah, blah, blah on lynda.com for the two or three different technologies I'm considering. And that's way easier to make decisions on things. So I'm using that lynda.com almost more for general stuff that I'm curious about than for the reason I bought it. So I, I think that's the kind of gift as well that would have a lot of added value. Yeah, they me, have a huge catalog. Let me add to that. I just found out for people in New York and Brooklyn, I'm guessing it's New York all over, is that when you have a New York public library card, you have free access to lynda.com. Really? So, yeah, I got, um, I've got, I just picked up my, my Brooklyn library card the other day because someone told me, hey, get your card because you get free access to Linda. So I got it. And yes, you got free, I have free access to it, and I have access to the downloadable files. What I can't do is use the mobile app on it, but that's not a big deal because I usually look at it on computers. So I would just say, as a you know, check your mm-hmm. local libraries and see if you can get uh, Linda access. I don't know if it's just through New York; it could be through other places. But and you don't have to pay for memberships at the New York Library. You just have to be a I New Yorker, is it? I did not have to pay. I just got my library card, and there's a lot of things. Attached to that library card, so it's not well, necessarily a gift. Was, you don't have to pay for the library card itself. It's did free. not. No, no. That's just sign my name up. Got my. So, I have so my basically, ID. by being a New York taxpayer, you get that as a prick. I got Linda for free, so it might be huh. not just New York. I'm, my point yeah. is to check every place else. But I also wanted to add, uh, as I'm as you guys are talking, memberships to local museums, um, especially for younger photographers. I mean, you know. Kenny, the idea of encouraging people to to take these experiences, I would love to encourage, you know, uh, the younger photographers to go to local museums. And that, I'm sure, is very easy to gift to other people, um, even at a distance. Um, But, again, it would be the thing they wouldn't necessarily do. But if you had a membership to the Metropolitan Museum of Art or the 
you know, the Modern Muse Museum of Modern Art or whatever museum is local to the person you want to give a gift to, that might encourage them to go out for that. And I think training your eye is one of the best things that you could do. And again, it might not be something that you would do ordinarily, but if someone gave you a gift to the museum, especially like the Modern Museum of Art, I mean, it could be kind of expensive, but um, if someone gave me that as a, as a present, I'd be very, very happy. So that's, that's an excellent hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought about uh, the training. I thought about the experiences that you can give. And then I, I came up with one final thing, and that's what you do when you can't think of anything, and that's a gift certificate. Um, <laughs> I, I would say, you know, it, it, the, the thing I don't like about gift certificates is that they're kind of crass. I mean, you, your friendship is worth $50 to me, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to put a number on it, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, but, you know, it, it could be very welcome for someone. I mean, we, we talked about things that can be very expensive, like doing prints and and you know i'm sure all these places give gift certificates and if you know somebody likes to do these kinds of things and they may, maybe just don't for for financial reasons a, a gift certificate uh, might be welcome yeah and i think a gift certificate is it, depending on who the person is and how well you know them it's either one of the most thoughtful things or one of the least thoughtful things it doesn't have to be one or the other it really can be both depending on the situation like i know that you know my, my dad is big into music he loves music but he doesn't like buying music unless there's a reason to. So I just keep him supplied with iTunes credit. <laughs> and then he never feels guilty. Oh, there's a new, on a whim, I shall buy X. It's not a problem because he's not, you know, it's not a wasting money. It's, well, this money is here already, so I shall spend it. So if you know that someone is, you know, let's say if they're in New York, they're always in and out of B&H photo or whatever. Well, they're going to love a B&H voucher. Ah, exactly. So that's it. That was those were my thoughts on buying for the photographer. No, they're they're really good. They're, they're yeah, completely out of the box suggestions. I think are fantastic. Wouldn't well, it, was that from from a photographer to a photographer? Yeah, that that's yeah. what I was thinking anyway yeah. when I compiled that list. Because uh, I, I mean, I sort of like to. I don't know if you want to move into the second part, but I, yeah. my list of things like if you know a photographer and you want to buy something for them, you know, there's. There's a lot of stuff that that will fit. It's not gear, but the like sort of the accessory kind of things that I think every photographer might appreciate. But I don't know if you want to get into that. No, no, no. Let, let, let's go there. That sounds my, good. My list is huge. Okay, well, <laughs> that's good because my, I'm actually kind of low on inspiration, so I'm now in receiving mode. All right. Well, I've got a couple of, uh, you know, the sort of the general categories – Maybe if you buy anybody like you know external power supplies like the the, the <laughs> USB battery packs, um, uh, you know uh, what was I going to say? F uh, Polaroid printer or Fujifilm printer um, things. Again, these are kind of things that you might not get like by yourself as a photographer. But if someone gives it to me, like I'm very appreciative. Like I can always use another battery pack. So like when you're saying a battery pack, can you just describe what these things are? So, like a dual USB portable battery charger, um, where you can plug in, you know, your phone or anything that has a USB charger into. Which is, yeah, more and more things all the time, of course. More and more things. And for instance, like my Fuji X100T can be charged by an external USB device. Mm -hmm. And so, if I have one of these little portable things in my bag and my battery runs out and I don't have other batteries, and believe me, it's, it's actually happened, to have one of these little um, USB battery chargers in my bag where I can, you know, oh, hey, look what I got. 
and I can plug in, has become very, very handy. And I don't think as a photographer I could have enough of these things. Um, cool. So there's, you know, there's an endless supply of them online. I, I, I've been tending to two companies. One is called uh, Jackery, J-A-C-K-E-R-Y. And the other is, let's see if I can write, um, oh gosh, Anchor, A-N-K-E-R. Uh, seem to oh, have they're great. Inexpensive. Uh, they hold a charge for a very long time. So it's one of those things that you can charge, keep in your bag for like a month or two, and they'll retain the, the power for a long time. Um, and I sprinkle these in many different places. So I've got them like in different camera bags all the time. So I figure I've always got this little extra power someplace. And... You know, I think that's a gift for anybody, not just photographers. Because yeah. <laughs> everybody's got... anyone who has a phone or an iPad, yeah, okay, anyone, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got something now that needs to be powered. I bought, I bought one for my wife, a small one for her bag. A little, it was a little um, Jackery, like it almost looked like a little tube, hmm. uh, and it's enough for like one and a half charges on her iPhone, and it looks nice, and it was orange, and it was really cute, and. I was like, here, just stick that in your bag, and you'll and you'll have that in case you need the extra power. And so, um, it can also you, make you popular at conferences when everyone else is running out of power, and you can <laughs> yeah. say, here you go, have some. Right. If you have some of them, have have two plugs. Uh, some of them have four plugs, and depending on the size of the battery. So yeah, you can you can sprinkle out your power to people. Talk about giving. <laughs> yes, you make make friends. You know, it's, might get you free yeah. beer. Um, but I wanted to make sure I want to make sure I get this one in for sure. One of the greatest things I got for those of us in the uh, in the colder areas, mm-hmm. my my wife bought me Zippo hand warmers. Ah. What's a, ah. <laughs> What's I a have Zippo? a better gift. How about a, how about a condo in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Slightly over budget, perhaps. Except that's going to be flooded at some point in the near future when when <laughs> the the seas rise. <laughs> so you're gonna have to buy a. Um, you know, a, a life raft too. So, so these um, hand warmers are they the old-fashioned chemical ones that you snap the metal disc and they do their thing? Okay, so no, that well, they are old-fashioned. They look like lighters, for one thing. They're made of metal. Okay, uh, they do use a lighter fluid. Um, so uh, you you have to buy this, you know, ignitable fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a lighter. You, you um, how do I describe it? It's like a capsule. You fill mm-hmm. it full of lighter fluid. You know, there's a cotton um, uh, base inside of it, which which retains the lighter fluid, so it's not sloshing around. There's a little uh, catalytic burner on the top, and basically, you fill this full of lighter fluid to a certain amount. You uh, put the catalytic burner on. You light it with you know a lighter or a you know anything that ignites it. Eventually, it catches. It doesn't flame. Uh, it creates a uh, sort of a slight – it's a burning, smoldering kind of effect. And it, then you put a cap on it to protect yourself from this smoldering thing. It's not on fire. There's no fire whatsoever on this thing. And basically when this thing is cranking, it will crank between 5 and 12 hours. Uh, oh, wow. For hand warmer. And it cranks. It, it You have to put it in a little protective um, pouch. But um, – they're inexpensive. She bought me two of them, and the only thing I needed to get, well, obviously, was extra lighter fluid. Yeah. And I keep one in each pocket. Sometimes you don't need two. I just like to have two there. Having one Symmetrical. Seems better. Symmetrical, yeah. Um, 
But, you know, I like my hands warm when I'm going out and shooting. And yeah. I'm taking my gloves, you know, again, it's the thing, the, what kind of gloves do I want to wear when I'm shooting? And it's really cold out. I don't want to wear bulky gloves because it's really hard to grab the equipment. So I like fingerless gloves or, or even just using my hands. But I don't – the worst thing is I hate having cold hands. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it will send me back inside if my hands are cold. Um, I mean I can deal with, you know, cold feet and ears a little bit. But when my hands are cold, uh, I'm done. So these Zippo hand warmers are are great. I mean, the only downside is that you have to use this. You have to you know refill them all the time. It's not like there's a. They also, I've seen USB battery charged hand warmers. I don't know how they work, how well they work, but these things work really well. I mean, they and when I say they crank for twelve hours, if you need them for twelve hours, they'll go for twelve hours. Yeah. Um, and they're not expensive. I bought them in. I think she bought them for like ten or twelve bucks a piece. Um, and if I buy them, I would. Buy them with a couple of the um, container containers of uh, lighter fluid. They they can smell a little bit of lighter mm. fluid. So if you don't like that smell, that might not be for you. But again, you keep them in your pocket, so it's not like it's you mm. know wafting in your face all the time. But to me, they're like the best. Like if I was you know anybody in the northern environments, you know if you give these to them, they'd be like, <laughs> yeah. What about and, your fingers? Do, uh, do they they actually keep your fingers warm as well, or just the palms? Well, no, you put them in your pockets, so they keep your like they toast up your pockets. So once you grab them with your hands, oh, oh my oh, gosh, okay. yeah, yeah, no, you defrost. <laughs> I use them. We, you know, we've had a couple of, and Kenny would know, we've had a couple of really nasty winters uh, the past couple of years, and these things just made me happy. It, it was much easier to go out and shoot with these. Uh, having these hand warmers in my pockets than anything, and you know, they're the chemical ones that you. Um, there's a few different chemical ones. The ones, the little pouches that you open up and they and they. Um, yeah, the, they the, one, the ones I used to have, they you, you boiled them. Well, you didn't boil them. You heated them in water until they went see through. And then oh, they, the little they, gel they, things, yeah. Yeah, and then they do nothing until there's like a metal disc in it. And when you snap the metal disc, yeah, the chemical crystallizes, and in the process of crystallizing, that's an exothermic reaction, yeah. and they, so it heats your hand up. They sell those at the little kiosks in the parks just before Christmas and they're like, oh, you know, and you buy like a dozen of them. I don't like them for a couple of reasons. First of all, they don't last a long time. Yes. So you got to keep squishing them. The nice thing about these hand warmers is that you don't have to do anything to them. They're just cranking. But yeah. the ones that you're talking about, Bart, you have to actually mush them around in your hands. The other thing is you have to spend as much time, you know, boiling them in water. Yeah, because once, they, once they've gone solid, well, then you have to make them go liquid again, and you do right. that by putting them in a pan of water on the, on the right. hub. So. And to me, that idea of, like, the transfer of, like, the, the use of energy, you know, the amount of energy you have to use to get them back to the state where you can reuse them again, to me, is kind of insane. It's, you know, yeah, you're, you're talking perfect. your effort rather than energy, yeah. energy, because either way, there's energy going in. It's either lighter fluid or electricity, but you never get free heat. The laws of right. thermodynamics do right. apply. Yeah. Well, I, I do think the amount of time that you spend re yeah. returning those gel things back to their uh, original form is a lot more than, you know, the creation of the lighter fluid. I don't know. but Yeah, no, I, I think refilling fluid is much easier than boiling stuff. Yeah. And then there are the other ones that are the chemical, um, you know, you expose them to air and uh, they're disposable. So um, one-off use. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of those just because, again, you have to mush them around with your hands or you have to, they have to have yeah. a lot of oxygen. I mean, the Zippos need oxygen too. If they don't get enough oxygen because obviously there is reaction, yes. yeah. you don't get 
you know, they will stop and that's not fun. <laughs> now, what, all... what I want is some form of foot warmer, but I have no idea how that could possibly work. Electric socks. Ooh. They have them. Really? Get, yeah, electric socks. Huh. Yeah. And I don't know how thick they are, but I've seen them with little battery packs on them. and, and uh... Oh, that sounds perfect, because usually on a winter's night, the thing that finishes me off when I just decide I've had enough, I'm going home, it isn't. Well, cold hands it doesn't help, but cold feet is just a showstopper. Yeah. That's yeah. just that's I'm another one. done. It, to me, it usually my hands go faster than my feet, just because you know when you're walking, you tend to move around. Your feet get some blood, but when you when your your hands are just like they're always grabbing the equipment. Yeah, they're absorbing. Well, the astrophotography stuff is usually what I'm doing at night, which involves opening the shutter, waiting for five or ten minutes, and then closing the shutter, which involves an awful lot of standing on cold ground. Ah. And standing is just not not no. your friend. Then you're absorbing the cold from the ground. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Zippo hand warmers, big big on my list. Not expensive. Um, I think they have to ship via ground because of the lighter fluid. They can't go via air. <laughs> yes, they, that sounds yeah. like a good idea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but everybody's like, what are those? What are those? And is that a lighter? I'm like, no, it's... Excellent. It's a hand warmer. I'm keeping track of all these to stick into the show notes for people, so there will be links to all of these in the show notes over at letstalk.ie. Okay, so what other gadgety funness have you got for us? Uh, How about one of the things I bought at a photo expo was a teeny tiny little toy drone. And Ah. It has the benefit – it has a couple benefits, I thought. Um, first of all, they, the guys talked me into buying it at the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the, at the photo expo that we have in New York once a year, it's a big trade show. And there's a lot of equipment and manufacturers there. It's great if, it's, you, know, if you want to geek out photography-wise. Yeah. Um, but in the back, the drones are heavy. There's drones, drones, drones. I, mean, I think it's just a matter of time before you know, everybody – Every photographer is going to get involved with uh, unmanned aerial vehicles of some sort. But um, they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I got was they were selling it on sale for like 20 bucks. But I looked at Amazon and the one that I got is now like 30 bucks, which is nice. But it's a little quadcopter. Uh, it's $34. It's called the Aries. Actually, that's the wrong yeah, Aries Ethos PQ. Um, and the great, well, it's a toy. So you can, you know, it's a great thing to give. Here you go. Play with it. But what it does for a photographer is it will help train you to use the larger drones. Right. Which I thought was that a was nice precisely idea. what I was going to ask you. How, you know, because I've watched Leo and others talking about their first experience with the drones and they crash them constantly. And this is this would be a way you can dip your toe in the water without, you know, making a, a significant financial sacrifice. I think that's a great idea. They also exactly. look very cute. Yes, they, they're adorable. This one has little glowing LED lights. It doesn't have a camera. Uh, okay, so this is purely practice. This is not Purely practice, yeah. It, 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 I think it runs, I think it takes 20 minutes to charge on USB, another reason oh, wow. USB battery. Um, and it runs for like five or eight minutes. And it's small. It's, so it's a little hard to practice with. I mean, you really need to get the controls well. But the same, you use the same kind of controls that you would on a larger drone. So if you can practice on one of these little teeny tiny ones, I think moving up the ladder 
onto the yeah. bigger ones with the expensive cameras, um, which also are a lot larger and, and have more inertia. So, you know, the the sense I'm going to guess the sensitivity is less because this this thing is teeny tiny. It's about the size of a I don't know how to describe it, like uh, half the size of a credit card. You know, in terms of its how much space it would take up. Oh wow! Um, it, like it looks small in the picture, you, but that's teeny tiny. How, how far can you fly it? Like, uh, you... <laughs> until you can't see it. <laughs> until you can't see it. I don't know the practical distance. The guy was in the. Um, I haven't flown it too much in my apartment yet because I got cats, and so it won't last long. Uh, <laughs> oh, they'll have so much fun with that. Until... Yeah, well, that's the goal is to 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 you know chase them with it. But I think I, I don't runs... think they'll run away. I think they'll bat the drone out of the air. I don't know. You don't know my cats. <laughs> Just scaredy cats. <laughs> uh, I th- it's a limited range. It's teeny tiny. I'm going to guess it's like within you know 50 feet, 40 feet kind of thing. Um, that would be good though for training purposes. Oh yeah, definitely. I well, you know, and then if you look at Amazon, there's a whole slew of them at different prices. Um, but I think to me, it was like, wow, that's a really kind of cool thing. Here, you know. Play around with this for a while before you spend twelve hundred dollars on a, you know, a DJI Phantom or yeah. Or, or uh, one of the that. skills you need to develop to do any of this kind of stuff is to mentally reverse left and right when the drone is right. moving towards you, and that that takes practice. Even just with a remote control car, that takes practice. So I can only imagine yeah. it's infinitely worse with the drone. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. I mean, maybe that's the kind of thing you give another photographer. A photographer gives a photographer here's a drone. Well, what do I do with it? Well, guess what? At some point you'll be. Yeah, don't crash it. Right. Learn not to crash, and then then you'll thank me later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and actually, there was a uh, on my last one of my last street shot episodes. I I, I um, interviewed a few companies at the uh, at the center Javits Center for some little gadgets for photographers. Hmm. Um, so maybe just link that episode. Uh, yeah, rather, please go through all the things. But there was a like a nice little light for your ios or android camera and uh a remote trigger was kind of nice for doing like lightning photography and sound related photography and yeah uh, i was listening to that show earlier today while i was cutting the grass I, there's oh. something wrong with our weather by the way it's november i shouldn't have to cut the grass anyway. <laughs> um and the, the the that trigger one sounded very cool yeah yeah it's not it's not that expensive either i mean it's you know, you wouldn't buy it for five photographers. If you have a photographer friend or your spouse's photographer, it might be a good thing to get. But it's, cool. I think it's under $200. So so do you, do you want to pop a link into the chat there to that episode and I will stick that into the show notes? Will do. I'm doing that right as we speak. Yeah. Um, okay. There we go. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I see what you mean about the orange battery charger. Yeah, it's kind of handsome. <laughs> it is, actually. Well, it's actually a good thing, because if it's going to be in the bottom of your bag, it should be a color. Yeah. Uh, well, that stands out. Yeah. Yeah. But I think those are those are the kind of things you can buy in bulk and give away. Here you go. Here you go. Here's one. Here's one. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, what else was going to... Oh, I did I, I did mention that um, I just recently bought an, a Fujifilm Insta, in, Instax. That's an awkward name. Fujifilm Instax Share Smartphone Printer, which is like a little teeny tiny uh, Wi-Fi enabled, uh, for lack of a better word, instant Polaroid style printer. Cool. And um, one of the reasons I got it is 
Yeah, at some point in the future, I'm going to take portraits of people, and I would love to have a printer with me to like connect my phone to or my uh, my camera to, and give the person I just took a picture of, give them a print immediately. And and so, how, how small and portable are these little printers? This thing you could you could. If you had baggy pants, like cargo pants, you could put mm-hmm. it in a pocket. I mean, it oh, is wow. it is teeny tiny. It creates teeny tiny prints. The prints are are literally about the size of a business card. So, okay. you know, three and a half by two inches, more or less. Um, mm. The picture with a with a little bit of a space where you can write something on there if you wanted to write your phone number or your name on it. So the print size is a little bit smaller, but it looks like a little old Polaroid picture, um, mm. and. It is Wi-Fi enabled, so you could do it through your phone or if you have a camera that is um, that can connect via Wi-Fi. I'm not sure if the cameras, like the Fuji cameras, without a doubt, the newer cameras will connect. I'm not sure if other cameras would be able to connect. You might have to transfer to your phone first and then use the Fuji app. Um, battery powered. I think it lasts for 100 prints. Um, there's 10 prints per package. They're, they're a little pricey. But they're not that bad. If you find them through Amazon, you can get them. I think they're less than a buck per print. Okay, and they're not the little packages aren't too big. If you wanted to stick a few of them in your pocket, not at all. Teeny tiny. Again, if you, if you put this in a bag, you know you're right. good to go. Um, the the slight downside is I think the print quality is not exactly what your camera gives out. Um, right. But you know we're not we're not looking for accuracy. We're looking for fun. You know if you want to took a nice picture of somebody and you want to just give it to them right away. I think this is a very cool little printer to have. Okay. It's not that expensive, but it's a little on the pricier side. Again, probably not batch giving these to people. Right. But but I like it. I mean, again, it's it could be for anybody, to anybody. Yeah. And again, it might not be the kind of thing that they would buy themselves. And I presume you'll pop me a link for the show notes. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> okay. Um, and what else was I going to go for? The the last one I just uh, and I haven't gotten myself, but I'm going to just pop those show notes in first. Is um, a stylish camera strap. Um, okay. This company called Gordy Camera Straps, which I absolutely want one of these straps, um, and it's been on my wish list for a while. My wife has not bought it for me yet, um, but they're handmade leather straps, and they're uh, what I like about these kind of straps is that I, 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 I'm, how do I say this? I'm really picky about the kind of straps I have. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's not for the vegan or the vegetarian in your family. Cause <laughs> you're half a piece of cow. Yes. Right. No, not a good idea. <laughs> um, but to me, it's like a minimal strap that looks stylish that, I would be very happy to hook up my more retro-looking cameras, too. Um, and they're also not very expensive. Excellent. And I, I've been wanting these for a while. I'm just kind of hoping that I would get one for a gift before I have to go buy one I've myself. never even seen a strap like that. They must not be too common. I mean, usually you see the typical white, you know, wide black strap with uh, Nikon on it or something. Yeah, I like that it's made of – I mean, I like the leather idea. I like the um, the type of connections they have to connect your camera so it doesn't rub on your camera because, you know, sometimes these straps have uh, these, these connectors that will rub against your camera and then start to wear the paint off. They look uh, really well made. Like, 
they look really nice. Yeah, and, and I, I've I've seen I've only seen pictures of them actually, um, so I I can't attest to the quality. But a lot, I've seen a lot of thumbs up in in Fuji um, uh, uh, discussion boards about these about these camera um, these camera straps. The other thing I'm noticing on the link that you sent is uh, the, they're available in a lot of colors. Yeah, so there's something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. and different lengths. You, know, you can combine them to get different lengths and different kind of strap connectors and stuff like that. Yeah, and then they have little special sort of spacer things for putting next to the camera if you're afraid that the the metal bit's yeah. going to rub off the camera. It's just it's well thought out. It's a very nice system, for much of a better word. Yeah. So that's that would be up on my on my list of things to get. And again, it might not be someone something that someone buy for themselves. Yes. Excellent. They can always regift it if they don't like it. <laughs> We're talking about regifting. I'm waving my hand here. <laughs> send it over here, yeah. And, yeah, any, any leftovers, send them to. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you got one more to round us out, or will we call it a show? Oh gosh, no. Well, no. I don't want to. I don't know how long your list is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know that I I would. Um, you know, bags are probably the last thing on my list to to buy somebody. Is that, uh, is bags that are, something very hard to get right? It's a personal thing too, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure but, if I'd want someone to buy me a camera bag. I, they could buy me a voucher to go buy my own camera bag. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, for Tom, if, if, uh, if I was going to buy a bag for Tom, and I know, you know, Tom mm. from Switch to Manual, Tom, my partner, Martinez, moved to Arizona and, you know, I now know the kind of environment he's going to walk around and take pictures in. And I know he probably wouldn't buy a bag for himself. So I might, you know, if I was really generous and I had the money, I might buy him a kind of bag that I know he might like. But yeah, it's hard to buy some like something like that. It's like buying shoes for people. I don't know if you like the shoes. But I, know I guess it's hard. if it's someone like who you know really well, you could do them a really great favor by buying them a bag that you know they'll like and that may be, you know, a little bit nicer than they would have perhaps bought for yeah. themselves. Yeah. Um, and also, if you buy it at a at a place like B&H or one of these places, I mean, you, they could always return it if it wasn't yeah. to their liking. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you know, and also I think photographers can never have enough bags. So True, true. There's, there's always one in my, you know, supply of bags here that will suit any purpose. So, yes, it is a personal thing, but you can't have enough bags. And um, – I I recently reviewed one. I don't know if it, I mean maybe I can share this with you guys. I I recently reviewed one from um the guys at mymac.com mm. of the Mindshift gear uh rotation bag and it was a is a backpack with a hip sack that slides out um to the front yeah. so that you put your you can put your uh um easily accessible gear in a hip pouch that will slide to your front that you can grab. Um, and I really dig this bag, and it would be the kind of bag that I would give to someone like Tom or anybody else who's in like in an outdoor environment, who's going to be, uh, you know. Well, if you pop that into the chat, I'll stick it in the show notes because, of course, uh, the MyMac guys are on the same podcasting network as this show. So, oh, well, should have been aware of that. <laughs> I know they have a big network, but yeah, uh, I reviewed for them the Mindshift Gear Rotation One Eighty Horizon Backpack. Um, it comes in two colors. I got the uh, charcoal color, but it comes in this really nifty blue. And what I what I loved about the bag was that 
you could use it as a day pack, so you could put clothes in it and then camera gear in it. Yeah. Um, or you could fill it all with camera gear. Uh, it was one of the two. The 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 waist pouch was better for um, not for D, like a huge DSLR like I, like the giant Canons or even my bigger Nikon's, but definitely for the the mirrorless and the smaller DSLR style cameras, it would be good for. Um, but I thought it was a really decent bag. It's a little pricey, so you know it. it if it's going to be a gift, it's going to be someone you really like <laughs> to spend money on. But it would be the kind of bag like I don't. I have it. Um, I still have the review pouch thing, uh, and it wouldn't be a day a bag that I would use every day here. But I could see using it for certain kinds of trips I would go on. So. Yeah, if it would be the kind of person who's out and about a lot, um, it would be a nifty. I think it would be a nifty purchase. But I was really surprised and happily surprised at the quality. I mean, it was really part of these things with bags is that you want something that feels like it's going to last a long time. Yeah, because they are going to get abused. Just by the very definition of, of what a bag is, it is going to get abused. Yeah. yeah. But again, the, dan- the danger, it's not a danger, but the trick about bags is, again, it's a personal thing. So. I, I put it out with that caveat. If you know the kind of photography the person's doing and they may not buy this kind of thing themselves uh, or a bag, yeah. you know, the kind of thing to do. But And like like Kenny says, you can always return it and get a gift receipt. Yeah. So cool. did I pop the notes? Yes, I popped yeah, the notes. Yeah, no, in they're in there. They're ready, ready to go into the show notes. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll draw a line under it. That is an awful lot of food for thought there. So thank you very much, everyone. Um, that's, uh, now, if I, I just get like... Hmm? I hope I didn't go over the top with the stuff. No, this is great. This is great. It's a lot of stuff there that I would never have thought of. So uh, if anyone's listening, I'd like all of those things, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how do I trick my family into listening to my podcast? <laughs> this particular episode. Yeah, don't listen to the other ones. Just listen to this one. <laughs> And don't listen to the last 10 minutes of me saying to listen to it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much, guys. Um, do you want to give people out some links where you can be found on the internet? Uh, Kenny, would you like to go first? Sure. I'm uh, on Twitter at uh, Kenneth Lee NJ, like New Jersey, and on Flickr at uh, Kenny L2007. Don't ask why. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the year you started your Flickr account, perhaps? Uh, I believe. <laughs> Cool, and those links will be in the show notes for people. Um, Antonio? Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. My website is amrosario.com. I'm on Twitter at amrosario and Flickr at amrosario. I'm pretty much amrosario everywhere. And then most of the time I'm spending lately is at switchtomanual.com with our Street Shots podcast um, with the Switch to Manual guys. And Tom and I do that a couple times a month. Well, it's nice, excellent nice one it hear. is. Very, very group, good podcast. Really enjoy Thank listening you. to that. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny. Yeah, likewise, I'll also throw in my, my two cents of approval. And just to say, it was good to hear and uh, Tom back on with you um, together. Yeah, Tom's been pretty busy lately. He's He's got a new uh, – he's a pastor at a new church, which is which has four times the amount of people that his old church had. And he's going to graduate school now too. Right. And he's like a thousand miles away from where he used to be. <laughs> But yeah, it was great to have him back, and uh, um, we'll we're gonna work out our schedule to try to be more regular um, once he knows his schedule. But uh, I think we're gonna have a lot more guests and different guests and stuff on. So 
Bart, I might have to have you on as a guest okay. host. Guest you, guest. you know, you know my contact <laughs> details. I know, but yeah, I'm spending a lot of time there and uh, building up that podcast a lot, which I'm having a great time with. So excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I say I always enjoy listening. So, um. Again, we've talked about a lot of stuff here today, so a lot of links, and they are all over in the show notes over at lets-talk.ie. And while you happen to be there, you might notice that there's three large blue buttons in the sidebar next to the show notes um, under the heading Support the Show. So this show has no advertiser, this show has no sponsors, which has the advantage that what we say is definitely what we mean because there is no possible conflict of interest. It does have the downside that when the bills come in at the end of the month, uh, there's no advertiser money to put against those bills. So this show is entirely supported by the generosity of listeners. So the first of those buttons takes you to Patreon, where you can become a patron of the show. So you basically pledge a small amount of money that will be taken at the end of the month for every episode that comes out. And uh, my Patreon is set up so that it's for this show and the Mac show. So basically two shows a month. So if you want to give $2 a month, pledge a dollar to each show and that will become $2 a month. Um, Because I do exactly two shows every month. The other one is the obvious one, PayPal button. You click the button, you type in a number, ta-da, job done. And then the last thing is something new I'm experimenting with, which is some merchandise. So at the moment, it's just T-shirts and coffee cups, but the uh, particularly actually the travel coffee mug, I can highly recommend. It's a nice stainless steel mug. I have one myself. Um, I, I'm a big believer in eating your own dog food, so I ordered one for myself to make sure they were nice quality, and they are. Um, and basically, the way it works is the, the, a royalty from the actual purchase goes to support the show, and also, as you're walking around with your lovely, cool coffee mug, you're obviously advertising the show, so it's like a win-win situation. And, you know, you can just go to iTunes and review us, and that costs nothing, and is also really helpful because it helps us move up the iTunes ratings. Anyway, to everyone who does support the show, thank you very much, and to anyone who doesn't, you know, please consider in any which way at all, even if it's just telling your friends. Okay, thank you everyone. I've been your host, Bart Bouchot, you can find me at bartb.ie, and until next time, happy snapping! Listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. And I'm David Cohen from the Tech Fan Podcast. And we wanted to take a moment to tell you about the Stoplight Network. Stoplight is a community of podcasters. We're a group of people who are passionate about podcasting, and we're looking for people who have either existing or new podcasts who might be interested in joining us. So check it out at www.stoplightnetwork.com, and while you're at it, check out our show, The Tech Fan Podcast, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts.